Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Ah! We're <laughs> Skyping! We're on Skype. I was, I was so, so proud, proud of myself for actually figuring it out. I know most people are like, Gina, it's not that hard, but anything technical means I'm very challenged. I actually don't even need headphones because my I can see my audio and then I can hear you better. Oh, hey. Hey. Hey, guys. We're yeah. making this work. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were just talking about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and... Things have been in such limbo. Oh, yeah. How are things out there right now? Um, well, we are in uh, stage purple. Mm, I don't even know what all these colors are, but I know that it's... Purple's like the one now, I think, from shelter-in-place, and there was talk that today shelter-in-place was going to go into effect. Have you heard anything yet? I haven't. I mean, I've just been at home. So. <laughs> You're like, I've been sheltering in place. Already. <laughs> I'm ahead of it. You're like, uh, just in case, shelter in place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, When in doubt, don't go out. <laughs> Oh, man. Because my grandma is 96. Yep. And we usually go to her house on Christmas Day. And now we're talking about going, our family's really big, and we're talking about going in shifts and just seeing her from outside. Just doing one of those things that I, we've, like, seen videos of where she comes outside and you have all your families in the cars and you just drive by. At the window like a dog. Like a dog at the window. No, uh... But then we were talking about that, and there's so many family members to come in smaller groups that I don't know. I think she'll be exhausted. Oh, yeah. Having to converse with every single family. So I don't know. We might just all go outside. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a couple of, you know, in just a couple of groups instead of a million different groups. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's happening. Are you guys same as normal? Just family? Yeah. Pretty normal. I mean, we don't. So, I mean, a lot of you guys who listen to this know I'm in Utah. Gina's in California still. And out here, Meet me on Wednesday. I'm coming there on Wednesday, just in time to shelter in place. <laughs> well, hey, at least I'll have somebody to shelter in place. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah, here. I mean, it's just family. Yeah. So, um, even if it wasn't, you know, COVID or whatever. It we still would be around just family mostly, right? Yeah, and pretty much the family that's around there every day. Because I came and stayed with you, and everybody's there. Yeah, Gina, do you need your glasses? Oh, why are they doing something weird? I can see me in your glasses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My head's so shiny. I look like a pinhead. My hair was so dirty. I just pulled it up in the front, and now I look like a little pinhead. <laughs> I'll take them off. <laughs> I was looking and I was like, wait, that, oh, that's me. I'm the reflection in her glasses. Hey. I'm not used to being, I'm not used to doing this with you via Skype. I know, weird. This is really weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I was really proud of myself yesterday. I did a ton of yard work. So, Matt, can you see this blister? Yeah. Oh. You have working hands. So, 
So you know that. So for those of you out there, I when I bought this house, there is these old steps. I think they were put in over a hundred years ago or something. These mm-hmm. cement steps that that used to step down into town, and then I built a fence. So yesterday I decided, okay, I'm going to go out and clean all those off because there's so much dirt on them and leaves and stuff. I, I never use those stairs to walk down into town because they're dangerous. And so I clean, I was cleaning them all up. So I opened up. You know how before I was telling you, I think there's like a homeless person out there. Yes. Uh, definitely somebody is encamped right on the other side of my fence, which is right outside for those that don't know, right outside where my bedroom is. So I open the gate and I'm fiddling with the lock and I hear this screwing around and like kind of, you know, I thought it was an animal at first. And so I open it and I look and someone has completely kind of, uh, pulled all the plants and stuff out and the ground looks like someone's been laying on it. Yeah. And so I'm <laughs> thinking the asshole that I am. I cut a bunch of berry bushes <laughs> and put them right there and piled them over there. And I was telling Daniel, and he said, "You're such an asshole. You're like that's Maybe. literally right outside my bedroom window. It's just creeping me out. You know, I didn't find any needles or anything. And then I see this guy across the street with his with like a backpack, and he's just watching me. And I'm thinking, oh my god, this is the guy that's living it right outside." <laughs> Just watching you ruin his new home. <laughs> I know. And Daniel's like, he's homeless. It's Christmas time, and you just put a bunch of berry bushes out there. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want him over there. It's creepy. Well, and I mean, in your defense, there's a lot. If he's looking for an area like that, there's a lot to choose from. Oh, Santa Cruz is the mecca for homeless and like you know camping and all and shelters and everything else. Yeah, I think that, you know, just, it's not like you're making an assumption about a person, but I think that you just need to take, like, control of your safety and on your property in your hands if you can. Because you just never know. You never know. You never know what can happen. Even, I mean, let's say, like, nothing happens. All he does or she does is, like, throw their garbage in your yard. (laughs) It's like, well, that still totally sucks. Or poops right by your bedroom window. (laughs) Like, that totally sucks for you because you have to clean it up. You know, and then I was noticing on the other side of the fence, it's the way that it's built. It would be very easy to just, like, get up and over the fence. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to put barbed wire along the top or something. (laughs) Like, stay out. Spikes. So... Yeah, so that's been my excitement. How was Thanksgiving? It was good. Like you said, yours was mellow. Ours was really mellow. Yeah, it was really quiet. Yeah. They well, they you know they they were saying here that you couldn't have more than three households, which all my kids don't live here, so that it would have been four households just have my kids. So I wasn't gonna just not you know eeny meeny miny mo and pick a kid to not come to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Jordan, you're out. Um, so we were all supposed to get together. Oh, shit. Just turned on by the ghost? I don't know. Yeah, I have a ghost. Um, so, uh, but then Casey, my daughter's husband, got sick. 
And, and, and so they ended up staying home. And she stayed home because he was sick, obviously. And he tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so it's a good thing. He didn't come and infect everyone. How did it, how was that for him? Oh, he was fine. Yeah. So many people, I, I, know, I know that it's not a hoax. I know that there are people that have died and I know that there are people that get really sick. Um, but everyone I have known that has gotten it has been totally fine. Yeah. A little, a little tired, uh, maybe running a fever, taste and smell thing. But yeah. besides that, he, he was fine. Yeah. So he was quarantined also. And then she had to get a test uh, to go back to work and hers was negative to go back to work. So she was fine. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? Dude. What are you even doing? You went to Salt Lake. Oh yeah. We can talk about that. So I just went up to Salt Lake for a few days because we are getting ready to launch some new items for Enswear. And so we were doing, I really wanted to take like, um, like we didn't do like Black Friday. We didn't do like the holiday, like big deal shopping. Because just after I got new partners and then, you know, COVID happened and everything was shut down and then trying to get things going again, it just got into like a, a good routine for creating and launching products. It just, we didn't have that. It almost like it kept feeling as though everything felt rushed or behind in last minute, which was really irritating because yeah. I we I literally make it's not like I'm making I make no money <laughs> on, on it with Enswear, right. so it's like right. we're not going to lose any money by just taking a beat. Like let's take a couple months, let's take our time to actually like let me find the products that I really want, test them, try them on, do all this stuff, make sure they're you know make sure they're ready to go, and then get them printed and then receive them and then have time to create content, get the photos and then tease them for a couple weeks before we launch them, which that's the way it should be, you know, but that's not the way we had been doing it. And it's just when you start, when you work with a team and it's not just yourself, you do need everyone to be on the same page. So we took that, we have taken like the fall to kind of get on the same page um, have face-to-face time. Um, me and Devin went out there so we could actually meet, uh, the people that are doing distribution and the people that are printing. Uh, it was, so it was really great. We got a lot of stuff done and then we did a, a video shoot. I still need to do photos of the products that will basically live on the website. So when you like click on a product, you can kind of see all the pictures, right? right. Um, because, there was I called some audibles when we were when we were shooting we were starting to do pictures for products and I just basically told him I I stopped it and I was like none of this is gonna work (laughs) because the location that was picked to do everything was at a gym which was a very cool gym called uh KOA in Layton Utah uh, has like a kid, it's like a kid's like a kickboxing gym and also like functional fitness and everything like that. But it was all black, right? It's like the floor flooring's black, the walls are black. It's really dark, and with the like the colors of things that we we are launching because we're just doing you know these. It's not like we have like you know twenty plus items. They're all sort of like fall 
colors. We don't have like a bunch of white. We don't have a bunch of these light colors. And so it was like, this would be pointless. I'm like, it's going to be pointless to shoot these pictures here. I'm like, because you're not going to use them. The only reason we would use them is if you were going to use them on social. But if, if the point of this photo shoot right now is to get those product pictures, none of these are going to, they need to be on like a very, on like a, a plain light background. You know, you need to be able to see all the detail in the picture without having to blast the lights, like without having to like turn your lighting up so much to take a, to take a photo, which is going to look shitty. So yeah. we, I kiboshed that and uh, we have a little bit of time to actually get that stuff done. So I brought items home with me. I've got to wash them and then probably take pictures with DJ when I'm out there. Yeah. More than yeah. likely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you have, um, tell everybody that if they haven't seen it, the sweatshirt you have coming out. Oh yeah. So some people should have seen it, but we're going to do photos of it again. So we have, we did the hundred percent hoodie, hundred H U N R D percent, which I I love them. So hundred percent hoodies. We have these long sleeve sort of like a thicker long sleeve shirt. It's not really a sweater. Um, like crew neck type thing that it says prove it on the front. We basically have started, we're starting to do more graphic tees, like graphic hoodies, um, and really play off, honestly, some of the funny shit that me and Gina and our friends say all the time. <laughs> so far, we've got two. <laughs> but... Super funny. Tons, tons of fun. Yeah, so much fun. One's all right. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. We'll make ne- the next ones will be a. Um, when in doubt, don't go out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Um, so Coley was out there again, or is he out there still? He's back home. So he actually just flew out. He he met us in Salt Lake. So okay. we could do like a behind the scenes um, vlog style video. And then he flew from there back to California. And he actually hadn't. So he was in Redding. He was with his family for Thanksgiving. So he flew out. He drove down to San Jose, flew out, and then when he flew back in, so he hadn't been home yet. So yeah. he's home now. Yeah. And then I'm I'm coming out there on Wednesday, um, and then I'll be there till the 20th and then come home for Christmas. And then what? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my, Your house fell through. My real, yeah. You guys, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's like Mark. You know, our, our, our audio guy, our, our podcast guy, he texted me as well. So, you know, how, how is kind of wanting some updates on like, are you going to be back in like in California again soon? And I was like, dude, I have put an offer on five houses. I have been outbid by all cash offers on all of them. No, it's ridiculous. And I told him, I was like, honestly, I'm just exhausted of like house hunting and um, Colette and Janie texted me today, or Colette texted me, and she said there's a house that she wants me to see. It's one that I actually drove by like months ago that's huh. in Paso Tiempo, and it wasn't done. They were like redoing it or doing something to it, and now they're getting ready to, I guess, put it up for sale or something. And so she was wondering when I'd be in town, so if I could walk through it. Okay. So we're going to go. It's on. Yeah, we'll go see it. The only, I mean, there's a couple things. There's a couple things I don't like about it. One, the price. Well, <laughs> uh, everything here. Two, I don't love that the backyard backs up to the 17. Oh. You know what I well, mean? Well, some friends of mine have a house there, 
and that back up to it, and it's not bad. Okay. The 17, you guys, is a, it's the freeway. It's a freeway. Yeah. So it's, I was, I've always kind of been a little bit, you know, you spend so much, like in that area, you spend so much money to live there, and it's like, do I, <laughs> you spend that much money to just listen to traffic all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, here, here in Santa Cruz, for those of you who are listening, um, a million dollar home is a, uh, like, like a fixer-upper. Yes. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. I looked at homes for Brooke that are, you mind me saying that? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but, uh, that's just, that's just this area. And, uh, so, you know, you're looking at a home that's 1.1 and it's literally garbage. No, totally garbage. It's- it's garbage. It's garbage. It's, the thing about it too is, it's like um. So my dad, I, I, my my dad just retired about a year ago from construction. So, contractor. I mean, my whole family's been in like building homes since my like. The business is sixty years old. My dad and his brothers bought it from my grandpa like thirty years ago, and <laughs> when when I. Anytime he goes to see any houses out there, it's like he, and it's true. Like other people in California would be, they, you know, they wouldn't necessarily see it this way, but that's because they're so used to it. But it's like, right. yeah, he's like, I would literally like, you'd want to tear it all down and start over. Um, it's garbage, you know? And out here, it's so funny because people are asking me like, are you going to, are you staying here for a long time? Are you, and I'm like, well, you know, I plan on like being here. I'm like, currently, yeah, I'm here full time. (laughs) And I said, you know, I was like, but I would, you know, if I get to a point where something does come up that works for me, because like, I won't buy a house in in Santa Cruz unless it offers me more than just it being a house, because it's too much money. Like, the only way I can have a house out there, and this is like, I mean, I could have a house there, but like, the only way I I should have a house there is if... I'm able to work out of it. So it needs to, you know, it has to have space to have a home gym. I need to be able to film there. Um, It needs to have capabilities like that so that it actually is worth the money I'm paying because it is then, I can, when I'm there, I can be working and putting money back into my business. Because if it's just, you know, looking at buying a million plus dollar house that you have to fix up and there's also no space or no garage or anything to do anything that would allow me to sort of put some money back into my business, then it would just be me just spending a bunch of money for, you know, no no reason, no, no return. (laughs) So I've told, I've told people, you know, it's like, well, if something does come up, like I do want to have some, a place there because I have family there um, but I won't just buy anything for many right. reasons. I don't have money like that. Like I don't have, so I I would be investing money into something that when I, that can be putting money back into my business, which is great and have a fat mortgage, you know? <laughs> so like, that's the reality. Um, but I've let them know, like if something does come up and I find it, you know, I'll take my, we'll take our time to do it because all these things have fallen through because all these people with so much money come in and they don't give a shit. They just are like, yeah, all cash, no contingencies, uh, no appraisal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm over here like, I'm 30, I'm 31. (laughs) 
I'm divorced and 31. I don't have money like that. I'm like, you know, I keep hoping that someone's going to look at, you know, read my letter and be like, oh my God, look at this, this woman. She's 30, she's 30 and she's, she has these businesses and she works so hard and she's buying a house on her own. And uh, and then see the pictures of like me and my dog (laughs) and all of them are like, where's the money at? And I get it. Like I, I totally get it. It's like, you know, when you live there and you have a house and you're selling it, it's the cost of living is, is, is so much. Housing is so much. Of course, you're going to want to get as much as you can out of your property, especially because I don't know the situation of any of those people that are selling the homes, you know, right. like they may really need that. If it's an older couple, maybe they, you know, they're, that's something that they're going to be giving to their kids or whatever. But if I do find something, I will have a place there that I can work while I'm there and also be with, with my, my family that's out there. And, uh, yeah, you're my family. Yeah, you are my family. Um, but it's funny cause out here, everyone's like, so are you like, are you moving? Are you going back to California? And they're like, everyone in California is moving out of California, moving, you know, here and moving. Cause it, there are a lot of people from California coming to Utah and um, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people are confused, like why I would want to go back. And just even looking at the housing market and like what you get for the price. And I'm like, listen, if I don't go back, <laughs> we'll find you. I think I'm more terrified. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I was telling the kids after I came out and visited you uh, in St. George how beautiful it was. And I was thinking, okay, well, I could sell my house buy a little small house there and then give them all money if I can convince them all to move. So I was talking to them about it at Thanksgiving and none of them were game. Because <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting that, you know, they're going to have, well, two are, two are going to be married. Well, one's married, one's getting married. 
the other one wants to get married and they have families and they want to stay here. So, yeah. Yeah, but you know what you could do? We do this, okay? So, uh we have, we keep a, we keep a property there. Okay. And then we also have one here. Okay. And there we only need one property. Well, I got one. Yeah, exactly. So, We either keep <laughs> yours, we either keep yours, or we sell yours, and then we just buy a big fucking house. Yeah. And I say big because that's one other thing, too. You know, I if I'm going to buy a house out there, there's there's things I'm looking for. One, a kitchen. And you're like, what, Brooke? Houses all have kitchens. No, actually, they don't. You know, no, you, don't. Find, you find houses where, like, <laughs> you don't have basic <laughs> things that you would no, think no, a house no, would no. have. So, like, a kitchen. I need a garage big enough to, well, I need to be able to park my bus in my car. And then I need to have at least three bedrooms because if I'm going to have a house there, well, then my family needs to be able to come there too. It's like, you right. know, there's all these things. So now we would, we'd get a big house that has rooms. But then here, not only are you moving here to a house that we could buy here, but you also get the ranch and my parents' house. There's so much house. We have so much house here. I know. I know. I know. It's a win-win. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, and eventually, you know. It is nice here. I tell you what. It's so... And it's... I mean, Santa Cruz is so beautiful. And southern Utah is just a whole different kind of pretty. Yeah. It's like I grew up here. But I'm... I And I think like when I was growing up younger, I just didn't really pay attention to a lot of that because I saw it all the time. And now when I'm home, it's been like this since I was away. I mean, when I went, when I was living in Northern Utah, cause Southern Utah is very, it's different than Northern Utah. And yeah, I come I home like, and like yeah. Better. Oh, me too. And the air quality up there is so shit right now. Oh my gosh. But living in California and I come home, it's like even I'm the, I'm the person in the airplane. Like I'm from here, but I'm the person in the airplane, like taking pictures on my cell phone out of the window. <laughs> Like, that's a picture I'm never going to look at again. That's a picture I'm never going to look at again. Taking pictures. It's a tourist in your own town. Because it's so pretty. It really yeah, is. It is. It's in- cool. it's insane. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I- and Gina. What? Gabby? What? Gabby's pregnant. The goat. Gabby. <gasps> oh, yeah. She is pregnant. Oh, yeah. We're getting one. Okay. Oh, yeah, you guys, Brooke came up with this whole idea. New business idea. New business idea where we're going <laughs> to get, get a bunch of goats and rent them out to yeah, go, to like, you know. Yeah, to eat weeds and stuff. Properties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say two girls, Well, first, goat? first I said two girls, one, one goat, goat, and then we decided, like, we that wouldn't be very efficient. Like, we need way more than one goat. So we'd call it two girls and some goats. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cody what? called it. Cody said everything but Billy's. Because <laughs> you don't want well, Billy goats. This is when I was there last. I don't know. Did we, we talk about the goat? goat? I don't know if we, we did. did. I don't think. I mean, I don't I, I don't no. Know. I think the only time we talked about goats was um, when we were when Colby was videoing us because we were t- we were walking back and we were talking about getting one well, to get goats. So we get back to Brooke's mom's house, and she says, we're going to go see Gabby. And I said, oh, okay. So we walked down to the end of the end of the uh, 
cul-de-sac or whatever the the neighborhood and the neighbor has this goat gabby so brooke ends up taking it and we end up taking gabby for a walk down the street maggie's freaking out all jealous gabby the goat she's so cute and they don't know and they don't know how she got pregnant Sometimes she kind of like behind their house, she'll go because she can just like walk around. And so I think that um, just got some of the neighbors, I, <laughs> someone just really let her have it, just rammed her. <laughs> I didn't even think about that because they only have one goat. How yeah. else would she get pregnant? I guess uh, Elsha said that like um, there's a neighbor that's up, like up the hill behind, up behind their house I think they have goats and so Gabby away. must have been sneaking away a little slut yeah total slut and then that's Did what you get out? and that's what and that's what happens that's what happens she ended up pregnant <laughs> get pregnant no I snuck out of the house one time when I was a kid only time I ever snuck out and I was at a friend's house they were having a sleepover I was a freshman and the two girls I was with they wanted to sneak out and I really didn't want to because I was always scared of getting caught and, of course, did get caught. Um, so they decided, okay, we're going we're gonna to sneak out. We're going to go with these boys. Of course, there's only two boys. So there we, we go to this place called Top of the World in Santa Cruz, like up this hill. And we get there. And so they just start making out with these boys the whole time. And I had nothing to do. So I took a piece of cardboard and I was sliding down the hill by myself. And (laughs) (laughs) we didn't even drink or smoke or do anything. And we get back. And as we're climbing back in through the window, the mom opens the door and says, do you want to use the front door? And I was horrified. Horrified. So my parents were out of town. I was staying with my aunt. I walk into the living room. My aunt is sitting in her living room. They've been waiting for us. And I got in so much trouble. And I was so pissed because the whole, I got, I mean, I think it was grounded for a month. Yeah. And the whole, didn't even have any fun. I slid on a piece of cardboard by myself. Dude, I snuck out of my house one time and it was the most boring, stressful. Yeah. Because you don't want to get caught at night. That after that, I was like, I'll never do that again. It was the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Stupidest thing ever. Yeah. It was so what stupid. 12 o'clock. Dude, that's all my parents ever said to me. Was, nothing good happens after midnight. Mm-hmm. And that night, I was like, yeah, nothing. It's like, this is dumb. <laughs> right. This and I remember lame. a friend had picked me up, and they dropped me off. And then they didn't go straight home. And they all got curfew tickets. Oh, oh! There's the curfew here right now. Oh yeah, I, I think that's what you told me. Tell me about it. Yeah, they, ten o'clock. I think it was yeah, ten o'clock. It's so stupid to me because if people are gathering already, but just have to be home by ten, it's not like yeah. I was I was <laughs> I was talking about it. I was like, let me get this straight. <laughs> so people like go about their day, you know, socially distancing. They wear masks. Right. You know, they're limiting the amount of people in stores or whatever. Um, outdoor eating stuff. Grocery store. You know? These things. Right. But then at 10 o'clock, it's like, you stay in your house. So you... It's like, wait, are you saying, like, do we now know that we are all more susceptible to getting COVID after 10 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I think it's it's yeah, so it's stupid. It's not hindering anyone from gathering. It's just they're going home earlier. Yeah. It, it, it's not. I don't. I. I mean. I don't think. And then somebody was saying. Oh, I think it was Megan. She said, "Well, I can understand why they did that because uh, people are hanging out at bars, and once they start drinking, they start taking off their masks and blah 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 blah." And I said, "Well, then just close the bars early." Yeah. I mean, everything's now pretty much. I mean, restaurants are open for outside, yeah. but. I mean, I mean, it's funny it's, to do a curfew at 10 p.m. because a lot of restaurants, like especially during the week, they already close so early. I know. It's Santa Cruz. There's no nightlife here. No. None. Makes sense. Absolutely no sense. So I, told, I was telling you, I had gone to dinner, and you know, when you go to the restaurant, you have to wear your mask in there, and you sit with the, you know, the four of We were at a table for four. Table for four. Table for four. And, uh... So I'm looking at the clock and I go, oh my God, I got to, I got to go. They're, they're stating this curfew. I don't know what that's going to look like. And I had a headlight out. So I thought for sure I was going to get pulled over. So I left at 9.45. I'm coming through town at 9.55 and there are police cars lined up at all four points where you get in and out of, of Felton, like lined up. I don't know. Maybe they were looking for the homeless guy that's encamped outside my house. <laughs> You're like, it's further up. It's, it's the next it's intersection. Possible. It's possible. But I thought, oh, my God, they're really going to pull people over. I mean, I hardly ever go anywhere past 10 anymore anyway. But, yeah, I just thought, I just think it's so. Dude, it's crazy. I was watching. My parents have the news on, like, in the morning and then at night. And there was this. You may have seen it. There's a a restaurant owner who got arrested because he served food to to some undercover cops. What? Yeah. Now we have cops going undercover to see if restaurants are serving food. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. They're not supposed to serve food? What else Maybe it's in, it's in New York. So it could have been like a bar that they served. He but served food. Served. To be open? I don't. I guess. I mean, every every state's different, but it's this dude literally got arrested and took to, taken to jail because undercover cops because he served he served food to them like he they ordered food and he served him, and then I was so I got that my mom had told me about it, but then it was on the news, and then there was something else though because I'm like, well, maybe this is why he went to jail. But he got arrested, and then there was something about how I think he tried to, like, either run a, like run away or something, and one of the cops that were there, like, got pushed down. <laughs> I don't know. You you guys should – you don't listen to me tell this story. All I know is it sounded hilarious. <laughs> it sounds stupid. That's probably the only undercover cop thing that I could do. <laughs> For real. Like, hey, uh, so you guys got – you have tacos? Hey, you're on. <laughs> you're following uh, this mob boss. Uh, you, so and so, officer so and so, and officer Chancherulo, you will be undercover ordering food. <laughs> you're like, I could do that. I could do that. Whatever. You'd still get to the counter and be like this. <laughs> um. Can I? <sighs> Am I the only one here? <laughs> face <laughs> the guy looks at you and is just like like are you supposed to be here and you're like uh 
yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then you just like, you're like, hang on one second. And you like open up your notepad and you're like, hey, can I order? Um, <laughs> just read it, read it off the palm of your hand. Oh my God. I remember, I remember recently I, I've never snuck food into a movie theater <laughs> because I always thought I was going to get caught. Yeah. And somebody asked me to put their food in my purse one time. And I was like, <gasps> and I remember like walking in like, oh my God, they can see it. They can see it. And so I was like, Gina, what do you think they're going to do? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Get arrested or something. Yes, I did. I brought my own popcorn. <laughs> Ma'am, are those jujubes in your purse? No, no. Those are, um, those are my vitamins. Oh, no. That's my multivitamin. <laughs> it's for my bone density. Dude. Oh my god! I mean, I think it's funny. Like, um, I think this was a newsome thing to like influence, in, like, uh, what's the word? Urging people to during Thanksgiving, urging people to basically call and tell on their neighbors if they had. Oh, that was the, I think that was the Oregon. Uh, I only saw that it was the Oregon uh, governor. Okay, so funny. It was a and, and she, she was, was telling, telling people to, to call on their neighbors. It's like, not only is that like, not only is that, I mean, tattletelling is never, is not good. But also I feel terrible. The cops working had to have been like, you've got to be kidding me. Like cops yeah. working, right? And they're thinking, you're asking them to just call. So now all weekend, we're just going to have to drive by and be like, hey, breaking up too many family members are here. <laughs> I don't know who you're going to choose to leave, but if you don't choose them, I'll choose them. <laughs> I'll choose them. Like, that's their night. They're, you know, it's just like, oh, man, I got to go break up this family. <laughs> just ruining, you, you. ruining holidays for people. <laughs> you got to go home. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I was going to read some. Uh, there were some questions. Cool, let's do that, and then we'll end Well, this it. was this uh, woman, Elizabeth Whaley, wrote in. Um, in regards to remember last year, we talked about the, you were trying to figure out the Christmas movie. Yeah. She says, I'm catching up on your old pod, pod, podcast podcast and just heard the episode about the elf flying on a snowflake. I'm not sure if you ever found it, but I'm like 99% sure it's we seeing the best Christmas ever. Yes. Also, thank you for your podcast. You guys say all the crazy stuff in my head and go all over the place. Like I do it makes me feel like I'm normal slash awesome. <laughs> You, you are, Elizabeth. Dude, we should Dude. watch that movie. It's so it'd probably be so trippy as an adult. <laughs> so uh, stupid. It's like an acid trip. Dude, it'd just be so it'd probably be so stupid. I feel like most movies that I watch now that I watched as a kid, um, I feel like the people that wrote them are probably on drugs. Oh, for sure. to know wait where is it okay question on motivation videos hello ladies i hope you two are doing well congratulations for making it over the 100 mark on your podcast quick question because i'm a fan girl anything brooke ends pops up on my youtube feed i noticed one recently popped up called alone 
slash Brooke Ends Motivation. Looks like within a week, 160,000 views. I myself enjoy watching these before I go training to get me motivated. My question, Brooke, is do you ever watch these videos of yourself that other people put together? What do you think of them, and do you ever read the comments? I find it hilarious that some of these guys comment thinking they are talking to Brooke. Meanwhile, 95% of the time, I bet you, it's some dude who put these compilation videos together. Um, well, I... On one hand, it doesn't... I don't feel any certain kind of way about it. Um, because... You know, it's just more, I guess, media of me, like my, my face being out there. But the other one is like, it's just kind of the downfall of what you put on the internet is like anyone, there's just people ripping off other videos. So it's really irritating, right. like ripping off, you know, clips from some of my other YouTube videos or from, you know, stuff that Colby's done and then making their own and driving you know, putting out almost like a false, it's false advertising for that channel because I have no part of that channel. Right. But I also don't have the means to have someone police that <laughs> and like send constantly send like cease and desist letters or, you know, do all of that. Like I, I don't have the money or I'm not in a place to be able to control it. So no, Resource. yeah, no, I do not read the comments. I rarely, I don't really read a ton even on my own channel. And that's just, that's purely because it doesn't benefit me at all to read negative comments. I do go through and, you know, I don't receive that many negative comments on my channel. Um, and the ones I do receive, it's like the same people that just write the same shit over and over again. So it's like, okay, whatever. You're bored. Yeah. Um, but on other channels, I definitely have no interest in seeing what a whole new group of people that probably don't know who I am at all think about right. just what I look like, basically. It's like I'd be walking uh, into just being, you know, being judged. <laughs> My self-esteem can't handle that. <laughs> well, uh, I sent you the one. The, uh, somebody had sent me something. Uh, I think they DM'd me or something. Oh, the about, picture. Right? That huh? picture, that side-by-side -side photo of me and that old guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's this one. It's a, a recommended YouTube. And it says, <laughs> Top 10 grandparents you won't believe exist. People who don't age. And there's a picture of this dude. And then there's a picture of Brooke. Let's <laughs> go the other way. There you go. Oh. Other way. There you go. Right there. Okay. It says that I'm 63. <laughs> this just in, guys. I'm actually an alien. I'm dying. I said this to Brooke the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Somebody is honestly trying to sell some bullshit that you're 63 in the way you do. Oh, God. We need phenomenal for 63. Yeah, I look pretty uh, good for 63. You do. Looking good, girl. Um, okay. Yeah, all right. Bo body positivity and comparison. This is from Julia Pet Petron. First of all, I just want to say I love the podcast. I've been following since the beginning and love the topics you cover and the relationship that the two of you have. We love it
I know you've covered both of these topics before, but I wanted to see if you would talk on one of the episodes about body positivity and comparison, which I think, I feel like we did. We have. We have. Um, I think they both go hand in hand. A lot of women compare their bodies to people they see online, and it can be discouraging when we are constantly told those pics are often highlight reels. My body type is best described by a meme that said, she looks like she works out, but also like looks like she enjoys tacos. <laughs> I've seen that meme. Nature. And he tips in order to just stop giving a fuck. Man. <laughs> I don't think I honestly it's like you can people can people can give you tips you can I can sit here and give you tips and I can you know try and tell you um there's no magic tip there's one magic tip or many magic tips but <laughs> <laughs> and those can make you feel good about yourself also. yes they can that's a dick joke if you don't know what I'm talking about um I mean there's many things that I've shared with people on other podcasts of ours and in many interviews of like things I will do actively or to sort of take some control back when I start like spiraling a little bit. When I start, you start getting um, those negative thoughts going through your head, like you judging yourself, you questioning yourself, you, you comparing yourself. And a lot of it is it's going to be trial and error for people to find what works for you. And cause you're going to need to be willing to be really be vulnerable with yourself and be honest when you do have these moments that happen and then be able to be self-aware when it's happening and maybe what triggered it. Because sometimes, I mean, I could speak for myself, like in the past, I just knew that there would be moments when all of a sudden it's like the walls were caving in. Like that's how I felt emotionally. And a lot of that was, it started from being triggered that had to do with my, you know, like body image and my self, self image basically and not feeling good enough. And, but I never really was sure what was causing it. I just, I always kind of dealt with it because as soon as it would happen, I would immediately, I mean, I would feel it, but I would try and ignore it and just move forward from it because in that moment, there's not a lot you can do about it. You know, if it's a matter of like you feeling chubby in your pants because your pants don't fit, well, in that moment, you can't do anything about it. But in the moments after, the days that follow, the hours later, you can make little changes to, you know, work to a place where you feel good about yourself and where your pants don't fit so tight anymore. Like, and you can do that with like actionable things over a period of time. But because I would feel I'd, I'd be so consumed by anxiety that really was triggered by something that had to do with how I felt about my body and how I looked, I would really just do everything I could to make that go away. And, and a lot of it was, you know, trying to you know, take a deep breath, relax, and then find something that could take my attention away, whether like being busy or working on something or being, you know, going with friends versus as I got older and really just from going through tough times, realizing like a lot of those things, they only really get worse and you kind of got it. You need to hit them head on. And I found the best way to start any sort of healing process or um, re- retraining your brain for how it thinks about something 
um, being able to see it from a different perspective is that you have to say it out loud. You need to actually talk about how you're feeling with someone that you trust. And you really can reframe, like be able to see it from a different point of view. And that's what's worked best for me. Um, being able to even, like I have times that, dude, I mean, I will gain and lose weight. I will be bloated. I can look, I can look quite a bit different as far as like leanness or like my body with days, a couple, a couple days in between. And that could be my period. It could be, I went out to eat and I haven't been going out to eat. And then I went out. And if you know, it's Gina knows if I eat certain foods, it wrecks my stomach. I just don't digest it very well. So if I went to a steakhouse and it's like, oh, I know this is going to hurt my stomach, but I really do want it. And I want to enjoy it. And I never go out for, I never go to nice steakhouses and I'll get a steak. And then what will happen is like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get bloated and my stomach's going to cramp because I don't digest high fat foods very well. And so my body, like the water weight is constantly, not constantly, but it can be going up and down. And so I've really had to more so like you got to learn to like love what you have. And that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be content with what you have. Um, but like love, you, you should be able to celebrate your, like really like find joy in the fact that you can make changes and you can make healthy, positive changes to your daily routine, to your diet, to your exercise that will really, you know, bring you the body or the health or the lifestyle that you really want. It just takes time. But I think also putting in perspective for yourself that you have to remind yourself that everyone goes through it. I think that's something that's tough for people when it comes to social media is because you are seeing people's like best selves, right? Uh, and you don't really know, you don't, you don't know any of these people. You have no idea what they go through every day and that they also have ups and downs or they also have bad days and good days. And like, they, you know, they also fell off the wagon during the holidays or, you know, they also were like me and Gina and probably drank way too much during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely good. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that just, it happens. And so I think focusing on and working towards enjoying like just being a happier person and I think that the way to do that is like we've talked about it is find positive things in other people like and notice them and then recognize when you notice them because that just putting out that positive energy it really does turn around and you you just feel better you feel good you know well, I think you have to remember, too, that we are our worst critics. Yeah. And I think that regardless, somebody will look at you and go, oh, my God, she's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I mean, I've actually been with you when people have said that. Very annoying. <laughs> One time. I'm like, hey, I'm back here. <laughs> One time we were in the we were in a drive up to go get a coffee and there were girls outside that were taking orders at your window. And this girl comes up to the window and says, told me I was the most beautiful girl she'd ever oh seen. Absolutely beautiful. You're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And first, oh, oh my gosh, thank you. And then later... Gina's in the, the back bath. seat. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the back seat, like, rolling the window down. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but it's interesting because then later we're back at the house 
and you're doing something in the bathroom, you're like, oh my God, like, what do I do with this? You know, what, 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 what do I, look at me. Oh my God. And I'm like, hey, remember just earlier when somebody said you were the most beautiful girl? You're like, okay. But I think that it does, it happens. We have to remember that even those people that we look up to and look at aesthetically, you, you are more definitely than your aesthetics, first of all. And I think that we, in social media, are getting way too hung up on just the exterior, not not what's going on on the inside. And there are, unfortunately, there are some people, genetics-wise or whatever, that just are never going to attain what they see somebody else that they have that they really want. And that's okay. There has to be, you have to find those things in yourself that you that you do like like maybe you don't love your thighs but maybe you have really pretty eyes or and just like you said focus on those things and realize that you are your worst critic there's rarely a time that I'm looking at somebody else thinking oh my god they're you know they're really crammed into those pants or I, I don't know I just you're not thinking of that and if you are that kind of person that's constantly thinking about that then maybe that's your problem yeah you're, you know what you're you're, you're <laughs> You're so easily, if you're so easily willing to criticize others, then maybe that is why you are being so critical about yourself. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my mom always said it's better to be beautiful on the inside than out. So that's what I'm working on. What did me and you say, Gina? We say uh, when we're feeling pretty shitty about ourselves, we're like, well, I better, I better get more funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to practice my stand-up. I need to learn some new jokes. Because <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not looking good, if I'm looking a little 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 busted right now, like haven't showered, got to get my photo taken. I don't know. Like I did a terrible job. Like I don't know who did my makeup or if I did my makeup in the dark. But this is what I'm working with. It's like, well, at least I'm funny. Oh, we or, definitely see each other at our worst. That's for sure. Oh, the, so we wake yeah. Up, we're in bed together. We'll wake up and just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> me, me more so than Brooke. She definitely has has youth on her side. She'll wake up just looking maybe a little more busted than normal. Dude, but I no, you've look, se- you've seen you've seen well, me look pretty I, pretty. I've seen, you, <laughs> I've seen you look rough. Rough. <laughs> rough. Dude, and this is, you know, if, you know, if you guys, this is what me and Gina do. You can find a friend like this. Like, here's what we believe. If we make fun of ourselves, like, we, we know. Like, you don't have to talk shit. You don't have to make fun of us because guess what? We already know. And if we're willing to, like, talk about it and laugh about it with each other because in the end, like, it doesn't matter. And, like, in this relationship, like, there's so much more than to, like, what we happen to sometimes look like in the morning when we wake up. Uh, it is, it's, it takes the power away from what anyone else could think. <laughs> if you can, if you can just laugh about it yourself. Um, yeah. But as far as comparison and like letting things get you down, I think that just knowing that, you know, it's one, it's okay that something affected, affected you emotionally. Um, and you deserve, like, that's. That's valid, regardless of if it's true, you know, because like you said, everyone, you know, we're all 
our worst critic. So like regardless of if it's actually true, if something happened or you saw something and it affected you in a negative emotional way, like you have every right to feel that. But then you also really need to, you know, you have the right to then say like, you know, you have to let that go because that's not your reality that you're you are your own person and and they are their own person whatever it is and all you can do is come back to your reality and recognize like a couple a few things like recognize all the people around you that love you you know the people that you interact with all the time you as a person um who you are as a person regardless of what you look like and then if if it is in terms of you know how you look physically because you care i mean i care how i look yeah, it's okay. It's too. okay to care. We care. Um, then you can just make some actionable, actionable, you know, tasks or things um, you can change or add to your schedule or your, or your daily routine that can really help you move in the direction of how you really want to feel, you know, or how you want to look. And that's how you can really just take control of that, like, sort of emotional breakdown. Because I like control. <laughs> No. So for me, and the thing that I like, then you know, it's like I like being able to do something about it. Um, if something is going wrong in, in in work, or we're traveling somewhere, or you know, but the second it's out of my control, it my it like takes so much for me to work through the anxiety that is just building up in me. Um, and that just is practice. And from that though, it's like, what can I actually, what can I do? Um, what can I do to, from this moment, move in the in a better direction or move in a direction that is going to make me feel better? And that's, it could be a very small thing, but if you can do that and wrap your head around it, it really can help you feel like growth in the moment, even though you haven't seen tangible changes yet. Um, actually, this is really funny because Colby, we were just talking about I think I was talking about kind of control and he brought it up. He goes, he said, you know, he was surprised by how calm I was in Austin when I lost my wallet. Oh, and I said, he goes, dude, you were so calm. And he like, he's like, I, he's like, I was freaking out for you thinking about all the things that were in there that you would, you didn't have. And I told him, I said, Colby, it took everything I had to stay calm. Right. I said, right. and I was like, in my head, I was constantly reminding myself of like, okay, being upset or lashing out or, or, you know, being super anxious, like nothing's going to change what you're dealing with right now. There's, unless you, unless you find it, that's the only thing that can make this better. So the only right. thing you can do is see what steps you can take and then just start checking those boxes, which also meant call Devin, see what steps she can take. <laughs> And, and have her help me, um, you know, know that we're going to, we're going to take right. care of it. Right. So, but yeah, it's, it's a practice. It is a practice. It's a practice. I'm, I'm still, still practicing. practicing. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Well, so everybody, uh, we are, you're going to bring the podcast up. Yeah. Yeah. With you. Yep. So Brooke and I are going to try and get some podcasts done when she comes here. So we can do them in person and together. For being patient with us with all the 
running around and kind of the, I don't know. Yeah, man. It's not like we ever really know what we're going to talk about anyway, but I feel like it's just been even harder. Extra uh, hard. And trying to cram a bunch in, you know, a couple days. So anyway, thank you so much for listening and being patient with us. And for those of you who are still listening, we haven't lost Yeah, they're like, they are like, (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But yeah, guys, no, thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Five-star rating. Five-star rating. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.